the story of my life. No respect. That ain't got no respect at all. The story of my life. No respect. That ain't got no respect at all. They couldn't score and fell flat. And the 40 shots on goal was 40 shots on goal was a little deceiving. Yeah. And even though they had some really good opportunities, surprisingly, they need to play with that intensity. If those last three, four minutes, the Rangers sometimes don't play at their best level against lower-tier teams. Here's Johnny! Nope, this is Ranger Proud, the Ring Podcast with Ranger Proud, here on the Bleed Blue Show. And shout-outs to RP on vacation. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Ring Podcast with Ranger Proud. Let's jump right into it. Conference Finals. Got a game in session. Vegas Golden Knights, Dallas Stars. Uh, we also talk about the 3 nothing lead with the Florida Panthers on the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, what a great game that game one was with the four overtime. A game that I left regulation from the sports bar and was so tired and passed out, went to sleep. Woke up the next day to find out the game went to four overtimes. I had to go back and watch how it got to that point. The Vegas Golden Knights game and the Dallas Stars game, especially uh, games one, game one with the overtime winner by Brett Howden. We could talk about that. Let's bring the guys on because we're only on for 30 minutes. We got hockey to watch, sports to watch. Carl, say hello to the people real quick. How you doing, man? How's everything? A pleasant good evening to you, Steve, and a big night down here. Uh, Dallas trying to stave off elimination. They've deserved a better fate over these first two games, but it doesn't matter when the uh, results are 0-2. All right. Yep, yep, that's right, that's right. Uh, we'll talk about it. And, Scott, what's going on, man? How you doing? Did you bring the Florida Panther fan base with you tonight? <laughs> well, I'm uh, sitting here alone in my apartment. So, uh, yes, yes, I am sitting here with the majority of the Florida Panther fans. Hilarious, hilarious. Yeah, I mean, good for them. I mean, I guess those South Florida teams, I, it's kind of jealous because the Nixon Rangers should be in that position. you got the Panthers in the heat in conference finals on the verge, going to championship games in their league sports. But, Carl, we'll start off with you. We could go right back and forth between both games. You could talk about both of them, man. Um, Florida with a 3 nothing lead, and t- including uh, two math- Matthew Kachuk game-winning overtime goals in, in Carolina on the road, and they sealed off a one nothing win to go up 3 nothing. Dallas is, you know, who had the lead in game two, uh, and, you know, there was J- Jason Robertson showed up and Hintz showed up. So that's a good sign, I believe, out of the Dallas Stars. Uh, Jamie Benz showed up in game one. But there's a lot of depth on the Vegas Golden Knights, and that's what we discussed last week. So let's just jump right into it as far as what are your thoughts on both series, and then we'll go to Scott and have some fun for the next 25 minutes. Well, you, you know, Dallas played so well for those 55 minutes uh, on Sunday, and unfortunately just having the one bad defensive lap, you know, kind of, you know, set their demise up in, in that game. They, they get the late goal about three minutes to go, and then they get the overtime. At least, at least give, give the uh, Western Conference Finals some credit. When, when the games are going to overtime, they're over in about three minutes. They're, they're, not, going, they're not going all night. So I have to, I have to at, least, at least say that. But, you know, the series probably should be 1-1 uh, tonight. Uh, you're hoping for a, a big effort, but you know what? Sometimes – you know, it, it may not, you know, it may not be in the card, but, you know, it's, it's funny. I was talking with somebody about this the other day, you know, for about an eight game stretch of time, Jason Robertson had scored a grand total of zero goals, but it didn't matter because the stars won. He has scored twice mm-hmm. in this series and they have lost both games. So it just, it just sort of in a larger sense tells you that the results and victories are two sort of different animals. We talk about the, the Rangers. Oh, the guys didn't score. Oh, they're the ones to blame. But 
the force of the guys do score and you lose, who cares? So it's it's sort of, you know, six and one, half a dozen in the other. And then on the other side, hey, listen, this, this weird uh, Florida Panthers run um, continues. I was looking this up um, last night after they had, they had went up 3-0. Their best 10 game stretch of the whole season this year before this was when they went 7-2 and 1. I think that was in March. They have won 10 of their last 11 games in the postseason. Like what do I even do with that? You know, they we were talking about it last week. They had the fewest points of any team to make the postseason and their fate wasn't decided until the last game of the season when when Pittsburgh got in. They were down 3-1. Marshan had the breakaway in game 5 didn't get the goal with, with, the, with the clock running down when the series could have been over right then and there, and then you have this. And Sergei Bobrovsky right now is on one of the all-time great playoff runs ever. I was looking this up. If you check Money Pucks, he has saved in this postseason. Remember, he missed the first three. He didn't play the first three games of the playoffs because the other goal he started for Florida. He has saved 19 and a half goals above expected. Okay? This is insane. To put this in perspective, he would rank for the season. I think Igor Sosturkin this season was fifth in the league at like 28 goals saved above expected. Like this is unheard. This is almost unheard of. The 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 rate at which he is stopping things. You know, most of these are are goals that should be scored. That unfortunately, in this 13 game sample size, what am I supposed to do with that? Like you would never build a team this way to to to, to have the fewest amount of points and then go down 3-1 and then have a kind of run like this. It's, it's, it's kind of like Montreal did a couple of years ago when they went to the cup final, when they went down 3-1 to Toronto, and then they came back and they went to the cup final. It's kind of a, a very similar um, situation, and I don't know what to make of it. Maybe it goes on through into the final round if they, you know, if they meet up with Vegas uh, and, and, and they pull this off, but it would be one of the most improbable um, cup runs of all time. Indeed it is, man. He's on the hot street. And shout-outs to you on that. Uh, we'll go to Scott, get his thoughts, and bring on Glenn and get his thoughts on both conferences. But go ahead, Scott, fire away, uh, and then go to Glenn. Yeah, that uh, – you know, starting in the East, that series is, you know, every bit as great as we thought it would be. Uh, you know, the, I, I couldn't predict who was going to win. I think, you know, I think I had said uh, my heart says Carolina, my head said Florida, but either one could win. But what I did say was I, 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 I expected multiple OTs. Uh, that's not to say I expected four in the first game. <laughs> we got four in the first game, 12 seconds away from a fifth. We got another one in game two. All three games, one nothing. I mean, it's a shame that it's three nothing series because it's been such a great series. You know, every game decided by a goal. You know what it kind of reminds me of? It kind of reminds me a little bit of the uh, 2014 finals. I mean, on paper, to somebody who is not familiar with the series, we lost in five games. We got our asses kicked, but that's clearly not the way it went. You know, where we have three OT games, four doubles, uh, you know, one bounce either way, and that thing goes seven, one uh terrible no uh goalie interference call in in game two and and maybe we win the cup so i mean um you know all of these games are 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 just you know they're 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 incredible smash mouth hockey you know that that blue collar hockey we were talking about just phenomenal games and it would be a would be a real shame if uh you know if florida sweeps but um just because it's so entertaining and um you know i i 
I have, like I said, it would be uh, as Ranger fans, it would be uh, rude of us to bail on them now for what they did uh, for us in disposing of our Islanders and Devils problems. It would be kind of rude to uh, cut ties with them. But how do you not root for Florida with what they got going on? I mean, this is, you know, this is a historical, uh, uh, you know, Cinderella run. You know, if they, if they you know, cap this thing off with the Stanley Cup. This is going to go down in history as as one of the uh, the, the, the greatest Cinderella runs in the history of uh, you know all sports, not just hockey. So uh, you know, there, there there's that. Um, you know, and and you know, I, I, we mentioned it before. Bobrovsky is probably the most Jekyll and Hyde goaltender uh, you know out there. You know, he's a two-time Vesna winner. You know, ten years ago. Uh, you know, so clearly he's got a, a long shelf life. And um, you know, when he's all off, he's uh, he's a liability, but when he's on, he's arguably the best goalie in the league. Definitely, uh, you know, top three. The interesting thing is, uh, you know, for for years growing up from eighties, nineties, you know, the you, you never put the words Russian and goaltender uh, to, you know, obviously Vladimir Tretiak aside, but you know, in terms of the NHL, you never really had a Russian goaltender who was that dominant. And, um, you know, you know, Nikolai Hobby Bullen is really the only one comes to mind, but I don't think he was ever considered like a top three, top five goalie in the league. Uh, but now you've got arguably the top four goaltenders in the league are, are all Russian, you know, Igor, uh, you could definitely put Sorokin up there, Vasilevsky, Bobrovsky, you know, it's unbelievable. Uh, so they pretty much, uh, they pretty much cornered the market on goalies these days. And, uh, you know, Bobrovsky is, I mean, he's playing the best hockey of his career and this is a two time Vesna winner, you know, dating back 10 years. So, uh, uh, you know, that's very interesting there. And, you know, the West is, is, is just as good of a series, not, uh, not quite as tight in each game. Um, I'm really, you know, I've made my feelings known about, <laughs> about Vegas. Um, I'm really hoping Dallas can, uh, get themselves back in the series. The difference is there, uh, you know, Obviously, we're familiar with we're very familiar with winning the first two games on the road. Doesn't necessarily mean the series is over. Uh, we learned that the hard way twice. Actually, we did that to Washington, uh, I believe, or Washington did that to us in '09 uh, or '08. One of those series is the first two uh, out of the five we played them that we lost. One of those we took the first two uh, in Washington before losing that series, and <clears throat> obviously happened to uh, happen to us again this year. Um, but uh, you know, Florida did what they had to do. They uh, they, they went up three nothing, and that's probably going to be it for that series. I, I mean, I don't necessarily mean it's going to be a sweep, but I don't see Carolina coming back. Dallas, a little different story. They lost the first two on the road. Uh, they're a home for tonight in Game Four. Um, obviously, both of them must win the situations, but uh, the first team held serve. Now it's their turn. Uh, all pressure is on them still, but at least they've got the two home games uh, to see if they can turn that series around. I think tonight will tell the tale. It's not really that bold of a prediction <laughs> because if they don't, uh, they're down three nothing as well. So it's not, uh, you know, it's, I've, I've had I've had bolder predictions than that. But uh, you know, tonight tonight we're going to find out uh, what Dallas is. Uh, you know, if Dallas was just happy to be where they're at, uh, and we, you know, we know Vegas is for real. We we, we decided that last uh, you know last week. Uh, uh, they definitely deserve to be where they are. Um, I, they're prob- I think they're going to win this series, go to the finals. So, uh, uh, you know, Florida, Florida, Dallas, Florida, Vegas is going to be a very interesting story. I think Flake, uh, Florida, you know, lost the uh, the fluke, you know, possible fluke. Uh, just happy to be here. Uh, 
title when they dismantled uh, Toronto. You know that the, the Boston thing that you know that that could have been just you know an incredible upset, uh, the Cinderella thing, but uh, you know dismantling Toronto and you know obviously what they're doing to Carolina, they're uh, they're, uh, they're they're doubling and tripling down on that. So uh, Florida's clearly no fluke, and they're 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 a year late. Um, you know, for where they should have been. But, uh, you know, Matthew Kachuk, obviously, you know, I remember we were talking about that uh, during the year, and I thought that uh, um, that Calgary had won that trade. Uh, not that Matthew, that we didn't know Matthew Kachuk was, was you know, a top 10 superstar. We knew that. But I thought Calgary did a, uh, a good job of, uh, you know, they knew they were going to lose both those guys. And the fact that they were even able to trade one of them, I thought that was great. But, uh, you know, uh, clearly Florida won that trade after all. And uh, it's, you know, pretty exciting what we're watching now. And, you know, again, I would love to see Carolina come back and win it. But, you know, how do you not root for Florida at this point? Right on, right on. Let's bring on Glenn. Give your thoughts, man, on the uh, conference finals. Uh, Florida up 3 nothing. Dallas game three tonight. And by the time people check it out, you know, they hear it the next day. So your thoughts, Glenn. And then uh, we'll get our extended final thoughts after that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's too bad that, uh, you know, last week we were talking about what great series the two series were going to be. That were gonna be. And it's, uh, you know, unfortunate that one is three zip and one is two zip, although. Uh, I still think Dallas has a chance to come back and uh, make this a six- or seven-game series. I really do. Um, in the case of Florida, as Scott said, uh, you know, we might be looking at a, a 69 Mets kind of thing with uh, with the Florida Panthers this year. Uh, it, it's so funny that last year they win the President's Trophy and get knocked out in the first round, and this year they make the playoffs at the last day by the skin of their teeth, and now here they are looking like uh, the team to beat. Um, you know, the, uh, uh, it's, uh, speaking about Bob, um, I remember when he first came up with Philadelphia and, uh, I really thought, uh, uh the first couple of years he was there, geez, the, the Flyers are really going to be good now. I, this is, uh, you know, they're, they're going to come back. They, they finally have a goalie, uh, that they can count on. And then, uh, obviously he, he dipped off, uh, moved on to Columbus, had some up and downs there. Uh, came to Florida again, even last year. Uh, you know, they, they had some backups playing, and uh, Spencer Knight, and, you know, uh, really weren't sure, if, except for the uh, money that they paid for him, that they were really committed to him last year. Um, and honestly, you know, there have been there been a couple of years where I thought it was he was ready to go back to the KHL or something, because I was like, oh, this, this guy's done. He's, he's, I know he won a couple of Vezinas, but uh, like uh, Scott said, he's he's got to be the most Jekyll and Hyde goalie in the league. And, uh, you know, he's caught fire right now at just the right time. And, uh, you know, I heard some of the stats that Carl was uh, throwing out there. I mean, yeah, this is uh, an otherworldly performance that he's putting on right now. And, uh, you know, we're looking at a case where uh, you would normally think if Florida won the Cup, that the Con Smythe winner would be uh, a guy who, at least up to this point, has scored three overtime winning goals in Matthew Kachuk. But uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we see uh, uh, co-winners because uh, I think uh, Bobrovsky uh, uh, has been just as important, if not more important, than uh, what Matthew Kachuk has done. So uh, that'll be interesting to see as we as we go down the road. Um, going out west, I still think Dallas is going to be able to. Uh, make a series out of this. Um, I, I believe that they've got uh, the offensive talent, and I'm a I'm a 
very strong believer in Ottinger, although I know he's been a little up and down this year. Um, uh, but again, I think that series is going to uh, go six or seven. Like uh, uh, like Scott said, I think uh, you know all uh, all Vegas did was hold serve in the first two games, and so now Dallas has got a chance coming back home to uh, even it up and and see where we go from there. So uh, you know, I, I, I in the East, you know. Carolina, this was uh, something that we had talked about, uh, feeling that they were going to be vulnerable because of the loss of Svechnikov. And what we're seeing now, although it's happening, you know, in overtimes and a one nothing game and, uh, uh, you know, where they're right there, but how much are they missing Svechnikov right now in, in these overtime and one-goal games? And then, you know, on top of that, they didn't have them all year, but, you know, they haven't had Pacioretty either. Uh, you know, and that's – you can't really talk about that now since they haven't had them all year. But, you know, if they had Pacioretty and Svechnikov, uh, this might be a different series as well. So, uh, unfortunately for Carolina, um, they've got these injuries. They, they don't have a true superstar. Uh, I love Sebastian Ajo. I would take him on my team every day of the week. Uh, he's an, uh, 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 an upper-tier player, but he's not uh, somebody who's going to carry that team – especially in the, uh, uh, you know, the type of system that they play. So uh, Carolina, I think it's just, uh, you know, they've had uh, some things go wrong. They've had some injuries. And, um, you know, this this series might have been different if they were uh, uh, at full strength. But, you know, that's how it goes in the playoffs. So uh, I, I think they're going to be very strong again next year. I don't, I don't see them coming back like Scott. I don't think, uh, you know, necessarily they're going to be swept. But, um, you know, I think this series is going to be over pretty soon, and Florida is going to be uh, in the finals. I'll be real quick. I agree with you, Glenn. Um, Florida will win. It's just a matter of time, whether it's in the next one or two. Uh, Florida, uh, out, I would say outgrinded, but they did get lucky on some of those overtime shots by Carolina that hit the crossbar in one of those overtimes in game one. It could be easily 2-1 Florida uh, series right now. But give Florida the credit. I mean, they're riding a hot wave, and they've stuck to their guns with their lines. And Barkov stepped up. Uh, Sam Reiner has stepped up. And then on the Carolina, I don't think Carolina has done necessarily anything too foul. It's just the fact that with the slashing penalties in game three, it, it just gave the opportunity and uh, the, for the power play. And, and, and it, that was really the difference. And Bobrovsky's been hot, like Carl said. And then out west, I do believe Dallas will, will get back in the game. I know they're down one down one nothing right now. The game just damn near started. But um, I think the Stars have a lot to love. And I think when we go to final thoughts, and I think it is a good sign, even – with their top guns getting some goals, even Robertson has disappeared in that Seattle Kraken series. I, I do believe that Dallas has a lot more fight in them, but the Vegas Golden Knights has too—they have too much depth. They—they they just have too much depth. And when you have guys like William Carlson giving you goals and Marshall Sharp breaking the will as far as getting a late goal to send that thing in the overtime, and uh, that's just what Vegas has kind of pretty much done all year. Uh, Carl, get, let's get some final thoughts from you. Um, from both conferences, a game in action as we speak, and then uh, we'll wrap up with everybody else. Yeah, you know, um, just like the NBA is is likely to have after tonight, you know, I'm curious to see if the NHL has the ability to move up the start date uh, of the Stanley Cup. I do not know off the top of my head. I believe it's June 2nd. 
um, was when the Stanley Cup final was supposed to start. Can, uh, someone could check that. Uh, if there, if most of these series end by Thursday, you're looking at potentially, you know, nine days off, uh, just like in the NBA is likely to have after tonight. And I'm not totally sure that's a good thing to have both of the sports um, having that long of a period in between its its championship series and its in its final series just for interest purposes. You know, obviously there's you know the small market issue that we talked about last week, so I, I do wonder about that. You know what this also is if, if Vegas goes on here and and gets to the cup again, this is a victory in the sort of the larger specter of the game for NHL expansion. Um, the way they have done this now with both Vegas and Seattle and allowing these teams structurally to be able to be good right away within the first year or two because of the way they've set up the the uh, the drafting um, makes for a it makes for the ability to expand far greater. There was some talk last week about potentially Connecticut trying to get the Arizona Coyotes uh, to relocate to Hartford. Um, I'm not sure yeah, if that's that. going to happen. No, that's but, not going to happen. I saw it, that. I saw that yeah. on Sports Illustrated. That's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's going to be, be hard to do because of the you know you have to get a you know a five hundred million dollar arena. But you know the the league has set itself up now where whomever wherever the next team is going to be, maybe it's Salt Lake City, Utah. Maybe we'll find out where it's going to be. You have a structure in place where wherever that next city is, and whoever those next you know one team, two teams are going to be, it's probably going to be two. They're going to be able to be good right away because of the fact that this infrastructure that has been set up by the last two expansions, as opposed to in the past, where basically you were giving you know the the new team coming in your you know your scrap players. So that was that's something to uh, to look at. And then the third thing uh, to close it out here, Peter Laviolette, really, really is that what, really what we're doing here? I'm just going to leave it at that. Scott's yeah. not going to like that. <laughs> we'll get Scott's thoughts on that. I, I wish you on that, on that, Carl. But let me quickly add to that because I wanted to get you guys' thoughts, and you kind of uh, stole a little bit of my thunder. I saw that article in Sports Illustrated about the Coyotes possibly moving to Hartford. That is definitely not going to happen. They still have the same issues they had in 97. That's the reason why the Hurricanes, they, they moved. Uh, they they never got the new arena. There's no they, they, the taxpayers are not going to pay that, and it's too close to Boston and New York. What, my question to you, Carl, real quick, if you could quickly answer, you think Quebec would make more sense if they got it financing for a new arena, or like Salt Lake City makes a lot of sense, or Kansas City makes a lot of sense. What are your thoughts? A relocation for the Coyotes if you were to go that route? Well, Salt Lake would make more sense. The thing about the Connecticut thing is, is that. I believe UConn is looking to do a, a renovation of that Excel Center. If, if either, if either, if I remember correctly, based on the story, it's either going to do that or just build an entire new arena completely. So, and I think the price tag that they have been looking at um, with with the refurbishing would be somewhere around three hundred million, I think it was, or even if they got a new arena. So, if you just sort of take three hundred million of whatever the new that Excel Center was going to be. Add in an extra two hundred million. There's five hundred million right there. There's your new arena. It's going to seat fifteen thousand regardless, as is. Just would make some level of sense to do that, but there's more money to be made in an expansion franchise to start with, and Arizona's just going to have to figure something out. Yeah. 
Yeah. Scott, let's get your thoughts and final thoughts in two conference games. If you could give us like two minutes because it cramped on time, but also your thoughts on the uh, relocation for the Coyotes. Yeah, I think I think we can all agree that uh, the state of Arizona has had its last, has hosted its last uh, <laughs> team. And it's a shame because I still don't think that they got a fair shake. Uh, they never put the team in Phoenix or Scottsdale or Tempe. They never put it in a real city. It was always in the middle of the desert. And if you're going to put it in a non-traditional market like that, in, 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 you know, in the desert like that, uh, you're not, you can't expect people to drive an hour into the desert. I know people who have gone there. I mean, it is literally in the middle of the desert. It's like, it's like sand dunes and Hey, hockey arena for some reason, you know, it's, it's almost like a, like a mirage, you know, like one of those movies. Um, so they never got a fair shake. I think it could have worked. They screwed it up. Everybody's to blame. But in any case, it's over. Uh, I don't like the idea of Hartford. Uh, I've been to that city. It's it's not a very big city. It's it's on its decline. I think you know. I'd prove me wrong if I'm if I'm wrong about you know finances whatever. But more importantly, the team left 25 years ago. You know, people. You know, younger generation. Anybody under the age of 30 has moved on and is either a Rangers fan or a Bruins fan mostly. Uh, I don't see them giving that up over Hartford pride of or, or state of Connecticut pride. Um, you know, state of look at the demographics of Connecticut. It's a very uppity you know money state uh you know the rangers and the bruins are the sexy teams to uh to root for there if you got the cash uh i don't see this you know them giving up either of those teams for hartford so i don't know about that i think uh you know quebec might be a better option uh houston i mean um you know, Dallas is very supportive of that team. Why not put another team in that state? Uh, you know, hockey has worked in Texas, so um, whatever. Uh, what I well, we'll see what happens. But I don't like the Hartford idea. Uh, I don't even want to touch the coaching thing. I don't want to talk about it. We got some good news to talk about. Let's get some good Rangers news. We got another outdoor game coming up. We got uh, you know they announced today uh, MetLife hosting two games: Devils Flyers, Rangers Islanders. Uh, I'm stoked for that. Personally, I think we've had enough. You know, I've said that I'm tired of the same eight teams getting all the games. Uh, that being said, of course, I'm going to go. <laughs> you know, it's Rangers Islanders. Uh, I didn't go to Rangers Islanders Yankee Stadium, but I did go to Rangers Devils. Uh, if anybody has not been to one of these outdoor games, go to this. It's going to be great. I'm so glad it's in a football stadium. I hate the baseball stadium idea. Um, you know, I remember when they were doing them in the beginning. I went to the 09 Winter Classic at Wrigley, Chicago, Detroit. That was great, the history and whatnot. Uh, but other than the historical stadiums like that, Wrigley, Fenway, they should absolutely not be in a baseball stadium because it's just, you know, simple ge- geometry, you know, hockey rink, oval, football stadium, oval, okay, put it there, um, you know, it should absolutely be in a football stadium. So, you know, you can't do New Year's at MetLife when you've got two potential NFL teams that might have a game. I get that. But now you've got the February game so they can do it. I'm so glad it's going to be there. Um, it's, you know, it's a huge football stadium. They're not going to be cheap. They're going to be $300, give or take, maybe $400, uh, whatever, save up. I highly recommend going. They are so much fun. Like I said, I've been to three of them. Uh, Wrigley Field 09, uh, the 2012 Winter Classic, Rangers, uh, uh, Rangers 
Flyers and, uh, and and Rangers Devils at Yankee Stadium, so uh, they are so much fun to go if you can tolerate the cold, um, so I'm pretty stoked for it. Again, I don't agree with it. I think they should be spreading the love around. There were rumors about Florida versus Tampa in uh, Raymond James Stadium, uh, or maybe Jacksonville. I, I like that idea. Uh, you know, Carolina had uh, had one last year. They did a phenomenal job there at, uh, at uh, forgot the name of the stadium, or NC State plays football. The, uh, the Carolina-Washington game was fantastic. They did a great job, huge turnout. Uh, so I'm all in favor of spreading the love to some of these other teams. But that being said, we got Rangers Islanders coming up at MetLife Stadium. So why the hell not? Uh, highly recommend going uh, if anybody has not been to one of these games. I'm pretty stoked for it. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate that. 90 seconds for Glenn and Norrell, man. Glenn, give us your final thoughts. All right, I'll be real quick. Uh, usually by the time we get to these points in the playoffs, I've got a team that I uh, can root against uh, for whatever reason. Um, I, I really don't have that with any of these four teams. I don't, I don't hate any of these teams, but I don't really have a, uh, you know, a particular liking for any of these teams either. So what I've tried to do is kind of think of a guy on each team that I wouldn't mind seeing win the cup. Um, obviously with, uh, Dallas, it would be uh, Joe Pavelski, uh, with, uh, Vegas, it would be Mark Stone and, uh, with Florida, obviously it would be our own Mark Stahl. Uh, so I'm, I'm trying to look at the uh, look at these games and give myself an interest for some of the guys that have been in the league for a long time and say, hey, it wouldn't be bad to, to see them win a cup. So I don't know how many other hockey fans are doing that too, uh, but that's what I'm doing. Uh, lastly, about the coach, I read a big article last week. Larry Brooks was out there, uh, uh, wrote an article about Laviolette, which uh, basically was, uh, you know, saying that, uh, yeah, he, he wouldn't really be a favorite choice of the fans, but – kind of pointing out some reasons why he would be good for the current team. Uh, and I kind of took that as, uh, you know, he's always been uh, uh, kind of accused of being uh, an arm of Ranger management. So I thought it was kind of a, a test of kind of throwing it out there and seeing what the reaction is to it. Uh, I, I don't know what that reaction was, but I, I kind of took that with a grain of salt. I thought it was uh, Ranger management, say their Drury, whoever, uh, kind of putting it out there and seeing what, uh, what people think, kind of taking the temperature to fans on that one. But uh, the other name sure. to me that really has, has come Glenn, out. Glenn, Glenn. Uh, <laughs> Real quick, Glenn. <laughs> we got to wrap up, man. We got to wrap up. We okay, wrap that's up. it then. Okay, that's it. Go, right. go, okay. No, no, finish your last thought. Go ahead and get your last thought there. Go ahead. Uh, last guy that uh, I think I, I would like to look into a little bit more is uh, Sheldon Keith because I don't think he's going to be back in Toronto. Oh. Oh, I remember yeah. that name. We talked about that years ago. <laughs> I remember we talked about that years ago. We'll get into that next week. So by the time next week rolls around, we'll, maybe we'll find out the matchups for the uh, Stanley Cup Finals. Shout out to Carl, Scott, and Glenn. Let's get to these games, man. Go ahead and enjoy. Stronger is the latest gentlemen. Rank podcast with Ranger Brub. Bleed blue. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. 
sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.